Hey guys, this is Iron Rip Bison. You're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hello, 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 and welcome to So It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest, exclusive breaking news, previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. I am, of course, your host, James J., alongside the leader of Squash Squad, Calico Yachts, who is on time for the intro. I know, but you know, when you have a perfect rumble pick, you gotta come on time. You gotta be correct. So I can brag about you. And the American Scooter Dust. Well, I guess you can't have all your cake and eat it too. One. Hopefully he will be joining us a little later. But it was a great week for Wrestling With as we interviewed uh, earlier this week, um, Rip Bison. A fantastic chat with a fantastic guy. Uh, lots to unpack, new stories, new uh, content. Um, some really fun stories that you definitely want to listen to. And um, a drawback to ZPB which is uh, kind of historic for us. Um, this, week, um, uh, this week on the show, we have on um, Becca and Hayden uh, Lugo. Uh, they're the um, promoters of Fight Factory um, Wrestling UK. And that's, uh, that's a really great... Um, interview as well. I know I always say they're great interviews, but this one is really interesting. Give the second time we've ever had a uh, UK perspective, especially from a promoter standpoint, considering all the crazy things that happened in the UK over the past three, four years. Um, so definitely tune in this Wednesday. Um, and if you don't believe me, here's a little clip to... Um, Get you going. What's your spirit Pokemon? Do you know, this is a funny one. I know absolutely nothing about Pokemon, yet I wear a Pokemon um, uh, contact lens and I have a Pokemon tattoo on my shoulder. <laughs> I know nothing about them. But what's the tattoo on your shoulder? I don't even know. I, I don't know what he's called. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It was again another charity thing. We were putting posters out for an event, and um, we saw in the in the tattoo studio. I think it was fifty pound, a hundred pound, and uh, it went to charity. If you got a Pokemon, there was only one of each one being done. So I said, "Well, it's a good cause. I like, I'll just get it. I've got my son to choose it. But what he's called, I couldn't tell you." Mine would be Pikachu, because like, it's based around morals and stuff, in it? So, therefore. <laughs> All right. And um, coming up in the weeks following, we got Mordor and uh, Miko Maestro. So uh, stay tuned for those as well every Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. Um, now that we're done putting ourselves over, 
it was a great day for wrestling, depending on who you asked. Um, let's start with some AEW content, um, because we're going to be WWE heavy for um, the rest of the night. Uh, Brian Kendricks uh, was supposed to make his uh, AEW debut, uh, however, some um, interesting comments he made about um, the Holocaust, 9-11, and a couple other, and the JFK assassination resurfaced and prompted Tony Khan to pull him. Um, right now by AEW kind of saving their ass when, you know, they're supposed to be a safe space for wrestling, no, Kaliko? Well, they're supposed to be the quote-unquote all-inclusive wrestling company, so... Grand opening, grand closing for Brian Kendrick. Man, I, it, it's weird. I mean, it, I get why they did it. It's just that, like, we get into this point where people's opinions of things are kind of killing people's jobs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I, I get it that you you may not agree with it and and no one's saying i'm and that's not speaking from a a a place of condoning right it's just speaking from a place of where is the line right and that's the that's the key what's the end what's the line what's the border where's the do not tap it here do not step to here line where it's it's all off because it seems like everything is all off we're getting people for people in the past we're getting people for people in the present we're getting for people for people for stuff they might do and it's like granted we want everybody to be a good citizen we just, but we also have to be i mean we're a country where people can marry cereal i mean come on so what do you know that's marrying cereal Oh, there was, oh, you never heard of that. There was an article where a dude liked cereal so much he married it. And uh, same with men in cars. There's this thing where men married. But that's a whole other subject for a whole other day. But it's just like, I, I get it, but I get why they did it. It's just like, I just need to know the line so that way I know not to cross it, right? But... <laughs> Speaking of Mary's cereal, Scooter Jessica's joined us. What, what about marrying cereal? Yeah. Uh, no contest, yeah. Uh, Brian Kendricks, um, getting pulled from an AEW for some comments he made. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, I didn't know uh, there were more than one Brian Kendrick. Um, <laughs> uh, hmm. Brian Kendrick getting pulled. Honestly, I chalk it up to karma. He was petitioning to get his release only for his big ass mouth to come back and bite him on said ass. And now he got no job. Anywhere. So, you know, <laughs> here's to you, Brian. 
I'll, I'll, I'll send along an application for food stamps. Maybe we could get a, a Brian Kendrick Whoopi Goldberg match out of this. A match we never knew we never wanted. We honestly probably. I mean. Yeah, I mean. You, you, you said Whoopi Goldberg for a reason, didn't you, James? Because they both make comments about the, the Holocaust. <laughs> Oh, don't get it wrong. Whoopi Goldberg can fight for real, for real. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. Don't put all your money on uh, Brian oh. Kendrick. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody you... You maybe should have put money on, MJF. He gave CM Punk his first loss in AEW on Wednesday. Um... I like the ending with Warlow, you know, doing the the bait and switch. I just thought the match was way too long. What are your thoughts, uh, Scoodle? The, I, I mean, when the when the main event started at you know nine fifteen, you knew they they were they were going to go at least a half hour. And yeah, the, the 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 dusty finish with Bryce Lunsberg noticing the the chain, I think I think was a a sheer move of booking brilliance, only for it to be immediately. Counteracted by the illogical move of having Wardlow reaffirm his alliance to MJF. That was not where this story was going. And, you know, kudos to to Punk for doing what was the right thing and agreeing to go over, uh, to, to let MJF go over. Especially in Chicago. That, especially in Chicago. That's fucking huge. But the fact that after all that, you know, we saw Wardlow getting, you know, berated for weeks and weeks, only for it to, and it, and it was happening before Punk even arrived. Right. And it just. It, it had the potential to really set Wardlow apart from MJF and and really really make that oh God what what I what I would think 
would be the probably the only like third or fourth feud since the company's existence that has been between two stars that were AEW originals. Right, true, but I kind of does two things to that to Rolo realigning himself with MJF. My the first one is, you know, it's going to happen inevitably, but either. They don't feel that Warlow is ready to come to be separated from um, MJF for whatever reason. May that be, you know, in-ring ability or having anything for him after an MJF rivalry. Um, And, you know, I don't feel that this would be the right place to do the, the final turn for Warlow. The, the final turn should be at a revolution because if he's in that ladder match and he wins, I really don't feel like he's giving MJF no title match. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's true, I suppose. Calico, you're MJF denial. What are your thoughts on the match? And did it help MJF in any way? It helped him in the micro. What's up, Chunky? But it won't help him in the macro. My issue with MJF is, is eventually every, with the exception of maybe one or two feuds, every other feud, he's never really gotten the best of, right? So, I mean, he got the battle of uh, Brian, uh, not, um, what is his name? Um, Brian, um, Cage, no, no, Brian, uh, Pullman Jr. Okay, yeah, because no, because we just really are so emotionally invested in Brian Pillman Jr. Like, I think the only person he, I think the only person he got over on was Dusty, right? Yeah. I mean, Cody, Cody, Cody. That's the only person I could think he he actually won a feud over, other than like for the ring, right? It was Dorothy as well. He got over on Darby. Is he a bigger star than Darby right now? No. Yeah. Oh, I'd say yes. Really? Because I feel I, like that, that punk, I feel like the punk MJF feud was mad. It, it started off tight, but it depended too much on the mic. Right? I would agree to that, too. And, and that's the problem, because... Because when it it depends on the mic, if the dude could wrestle, you wouldn't depend on the mic that fucking much. That's my point, right? Right. Like, no no, no offense to him. Yeah, no offense to him, but if he was that tight in the ring, they would have been at the match, right? Mm, mm, But then you you have to look at it from from the other side of that coin in that he could go in the ring all this time 
but the fact that he was not, he did not fit the typical stature, it meant he had to depend on his mic skills to get him noticed. Well, I, I get that, but eventually, I'm trying to figure out, is he a chicken shit heel, or is he a tweener between chicken shit and dominant, or, because the problem is, is that he talks so much, me as a guy, I can't believe in him to be believable, because I don't see him doing anything about it, right? Like, like, there are certain, like, Brock, right? Don't talk, but I know he about that action, and I know when he talk, it's a fucking rap because he about to do some shit, right? Right. I I don't get that with MJF. Now, granted, that may be not the thing he's going for because I just feel like he's like the shit talker that when it's time to fight, he's like, oh shit, I ain't about. To. You know what I mean? Right. And and I guess that's a way to make get people to buy into want him to get his ass kicked even more. But it ha- I feel like that has an expiration date, right? Because eventually you're going to talk so much to the point that no one's going to believe you. I mean, and most of his rivalries at this point have been copy and paste. Whether it be the Crucible with Cody or the Hercules thing with Chris Jericho. He did the same thing with Punk. It's it's kind of like, you know, copying everything that he does in his rivalries are basically copy and paste. Exactly. And I'm going to ask Scooter this. Scooter, is MJF more popular now than when he had that feud with Mox? Yes. I don't think so. He might be a little bit more popular now because he has, you know, a better dancing partner with CM Punk, or a more notable dancing partner. He had a better storytelling partner. Yes. And, you know, the story with Punk and MGF was pretty good. It just felt like it fizzled kind of at the end where the match didn't have as much build up as it should be. At when it came to it, it was, and that's true. That's true, but I, I just think like, okay, MJF got the win. Are people really invested in Punk getting the revenge? And that's my that's the key, right? Yeah. Because even because prime example, Sammy Guevara and, and Cody, people were invested in Sammy getting the belt back. Uh, I can't say the same for Punk. I can't say the same for Punk. I think this... I think it's actually going to lead to a Revolution rematch, and I think it's going to be... I, I would say... I would say probably something along the lines of either an I Quit match or a towel match. Hmm. Might be something. Where... Wardlow is in MJF's corner, and who 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 knows? Could be in C- CM Punk's corner. It could be Keith Lee, for all we know. The uh, only, per- only person I would believe in that is Colt Cabana. 
which would which would probably be get a hell of a huge pop. Yes, and that's my point. Unless it's going to go somewhere else to where Cabana makes it seem like that's going to happen and Cabana fucks him over for that's fucking him over in real life. I doubt it's going to happen, but, now, you know. <laughs> I mean, the possibility that could lead up to that in a, a double turn? No, absolutely not. But, uh, let me ask you this, Coleco. Do you believe that it, uh, MGF going 45, uh, 45 minutes with CM Punk? Did it, did that kind of take away from your enthusiasm of the match? Or did it kind of, okay, this guy can go? Because honestly, I thought it was way too long of a match for these two guys to have. They could have did 20 and Go home happy. Well, that's the point. It, it felt like the match was long, and this just because of the fact that they've been talking on the mic for fucking five months. It felt like so. I mean, it, it felt like it was a compensation for that, right? A compensation for all the talking, so they got to get to the action, right? But if they had a mix the talking and the action, I think that twenty minutes would have been a sweet spot. Because if that's the first match and it went 35 minutes, how long is the second match? Right. All right. Uh, let's get on to another subject. Um, <laughs> the Hall of Fame will uh, take place after SmackDown on uh, Friday uh, in the lead up to WrestleMania Saturday. Uh, so it'll take place on April Fool's Day. Yeah, and there's no separate ticket. If you bought a ticket for SmackDown, you're going to be at the Hall of Fame as well. Uh, first and foremost, how are they going to do that? Uh, have people there for that long? And number two, is this kind of devaluing the Hall of Fame? Or was the Hall of Fame kind of devalued in the last like three, four years anyway? I I I I have I have the solution for that. And it's a 3-hour Hall of Fame Hall of Fame themed smackdown. Hmm. That's interesting. And the and the inductions take place some of the inductions take place during the show and then you, you get the major ones after, so you get, you get, you know, whatever you want, you know, and maybe one big one on TV, and then you get an hour of inductions in the arena, so the fans go home happy, they're only there for four hours, and, you know, boom. That's but, not a, uh, a bad idea, but what are your thoughts on, um, the... <clears throat> the Hall of Fame being on the same night as SmackDown in the same arena at the same time, Coleco. They better have one hell of a class to fucking make that work. Well, I... <laughs> I, mean, I well, I, I, think it's, I think it's now kind of obvious who's leading the class. It better be Taker. It yep. better. It's gonna be Taker. 
I mean, it's simple. Because the only way you can get people to stay after the fact is if Taker comes, uh, goes in. And, and that, they could draw that to the end because it'd be crazy to hear Undertaker talk in his regular Patrick Mahomes voice. So, I mean, yeah. Do you feel like the last couple of years, the, um, the Hall of Fame has kind of be, been devalued, that it's not as uh, important as it was years prior, more or less because McMahon wants it to be as choreographed as possible when you have, you know, people that haven't been in the business for, uh, in the business for quite some time. Scooter. Hmm. Oh, man. Hmm. You know, I... I hmm. Ah, that... Hmm. I, I, I actually, I'm at a loss for words. Alright. What about you, Coleco? <laughs> I think the two night schedule fucked it up because they usually would, you know, they, they the the two night schedule fucked it up, um, because it overbooked it. So at the behest of having two nights and appeasing the fans, the one thing that most of the fans kind of don't care about, which is was the Hall of Fame, because uh, the Hall of Fame was always based on the class, right? It did no one really cared about. The Hall of Fame itself, they care about the class. So, if it wasn't the right class, it wasn't going to be going to be going anyway. And I would have thought they did it on Thursday, considering that most people are going to be in town Wednesday to Thursday anyway. Oh, I, I because because I, I mean, considering the fact that you're going to have. And plus, I guess they're trying to keep people from going to other shows because there are going to be other shows, ROH, GCW, blah, 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 blah. Yep. So it, it, it's kind of an incentive to keep the, the people that are there there. Plus, it's downtown Dallas. I, being in downtown Dallas and knowing that that city shuts down at midnight, I it's going to be hard to keep people there. Hard. Unless it's Taker. I get that. Now the the the, the other thing that I, I think we we might be overlooking is that whoever ha, whoever is in attendance at that SmackDown most likely already has a ticket for Mania. And I would not be surprised if this was an attempt to target those who don't have tickets for Mania. And there would be some sort of incentive for staying. Like, say, a ticket to the first night. Do you think they're going to give tickets away on at SmackDown 
for Mania? Oh, they'll have to give tickets away regardless. That's usually always the case. A lot of tickets are given. I mean, depending on who's on the marquee, it usually sells out. Name okay. the alone of WrestleMania. I, I felt anyway. But then, okay, a sellout? Okay. Does that mean every seat is sold? Um, with WWE, it could be 50-50. I mean, they, they, they could have a set number of tickets... They want to sell, sell them all, and then claim, "Oh, it's a sellout." And we, as we know, that's uh, the arena they're going is a hundred, is a hundred thousand plus. And I mean, if the Rock was in that so, yeah, probably would sell out. But Lesnar and Reigns, and, and we'll get to that, and when we get there, uh, I don't see Lesnar Reigns Street selling it out. You know what I mean? I can't. Uh, Lesnar, I can because it's not about Lesnar Reigns. It's about WrestleMania itself. And 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 it's a different view when you see 100,000 in your home. Like, it, it, and when it was one-nighters, when it felt like it was so long, it being there... And seeing all those seats filled is a fucking illusion. It's a totally different thing. Because the only thing that can actually draw 100,000 people is like college games, college football games. So when you see that seat, it's just like the illusion of it. And I could see them doing that. But I think the drawback is I would see people being incentivized who have packages to do that. I don't know about the the common person who's coming in, and because most of the people whoever's traveling in, more than likely they got a ticket unless they plan on getting a ticket at the door, which is always the case. There's always going to be a an ability to get the ticket right when you get there. So scooters not out of the realm. Speaking on that part. All right. Um. It's reported that Billy, Oscar, and Lacey Evans are reportedly ready to come back. Uh, obviously, Billy no sold Royal Rumble. Well, she was she she wasn't scheduled, but you know. Uh, and Oscar was also there, but was deemed not ready to come back. Um, and Lacey Evans, we haven't seen her for quite some time. Um. And the whole, you know, women's roster right now, and what they're doing, is it the right time to bring back all three of these girls? Considering, you know, Becky has Ronda, and they're doing that. And we're kind of figuring out what Charlotte's doing for Mania. Yeah, it's going to be sure. Is it, a, is it a guarantee that Becky and Ronda? Because, uh... uh uh, actually, yeah, because uh, as of last night, guess what? It's Ronda and Charlotte. Oh, it's... And and I kind of figured that, because they were the final two. 
and we'll get to that as as we go there. Uh, okay, I was not expecting that. But, uh, but Rhonda and Becky the big romance. Rhonda Becky is the story. That's the problem. The pro the problem isn't that Charlotte and Rhonda is not bad. The problem is that Sh Becky and Rhonda was the story. It's always been that story since 2018, and that's a story that never got filled. Charlotte was just thrown in in the mix as as a uh, um. Because she, she's a flair, drawing power as far as wrestling capabilities. And she's mainstream, too. Like, we, we kind of forget. Becky has a cult following. So no matter what, they're going to fucking follow her. Charlotte is pretty much like the lineage, the look, the big match field. All She's basically fucking, she's the best of this generation. Sorry, Sasha. But she is the bar when it comes to it. And it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense that it would be that, but it doesn't make story sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> all of the sense, and I need a dollar for all these sense. <laughs> so what is, if we do find Bailey, Asuka, and Lacey in, uh, coming back before Mania, what do they fit? I think it would be an after Mania. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it, if that's the after mania return. Mm hmm. Cause, cause, and I'm just gonna put it like this Bailey and Oscar already established. Look out for oh, Lacey, man. Oh, She's coming hungry. Oh, God, I can't. Yeah, that's right. On Raw, they were pushing, uh, I mean, they're doing Becky and Lita at Elimination Chamber. Right. Yeah. Uh, so actually, there, there, there's an opening there. If they capitalize it, if they capitalize on it. But my question is, how billion, uh, Becky at Mania? That yeah, that's that's the thing. Why? That's the question. Why? Honestly, Asuka Becky makes more sense than all of them. Because Bailey and Becky has not happened. What? Bailey and Becky never happened. Yeah, it, it's the one remaining match between the four horsewomen. True, but if you're bringing ba Bailey back, are you just immediately thrusting? I mean, she has that 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 she has that right. But would you immediately put her in a mania match to where you know she's gonna lose? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Billy has been more of a reliable source for WWE in the past five years than even Charlotte and Becky at this point. But my problem is, is that that match, I feel Bailey coming back. It, it, that that's a cult match. Who, who, who's gonna follow? Who is the crowd gonna follow? That's what I'm thinking. Because they, because Becky's always been cultish. It it's just is. Bailey became well. Bailey was cultish too. So it's a it's a who the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it'd be I, I, confusing I, I, as shit to the crowd because you want to know who to cheer and who to boo. Yeah. 
I just want a hundred thousand people just singing, "Hey, hey, Bailey." Oh my God! The last time I heard that happened, the UK. In the UK, but oh, it happened at at Takeover Dallas before she got choked out by Oscar. That was pretty wow. That was a long time ago. Um, somebody that won't be uh main eventing WrestleMania this year, Big E. It seems like he's been uh, demoted back to tag team star with Kofi Kingston. Um, you know he had a lackluster uh appearance in the Rumble. Uh, was this just a failed experiment, or are they ever going to see Big E as not the New Day guy? Failed experiment. Because, and I hate to say that, because Big E was more exciting in the chase. But what, 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 what do we always say? The chase is always different than the rain. Right. And, and, Part of it is that Biggie, I would say this, Biggie did his best as far as trying to expand it on the African-American side, per se. I think Biggie just didn't have enough dance partners to pull it out of him. Because when you think of his reign, other than him beating Lashley, who else? Right. And and Austin, yeah, Austin you could say. Of course, Austin. How can I forget Austin? Yeah, Theory? Austin Theory. Yeah, Austin Theory. So that's what I'm saying. Like they didn't give him the opportunity to have those dance partners. I think if he had a set, a, a match with Seth, a match with a KO, a match. I mean, he had a match with Lashley. It was convoluted. It, right. The, the the timing of it was all off anyway. Right. Because if they were going to go with this the whole time, wouldn't it make sense to keep Lashley as the champion? But that's a whole whole other can of worms. Scooter, is is there a stigma on Big E that he can only be that New Day guy? You know, it... Did they, you got to ask, did they wait too long to have him win Money in the Bank? You know, uh, because quite honestly, as soon as the New Day separated because of the draft, that's when the push for Big E should have began. Was because some issues that prevented it from starting. Now they, no, they tried it because remember when they separated, he became the IC champ. In in there, and that's where it lies because the chase was better than the chip. Biggie, the chase is a good thing. Biggie, the champ, wasn't as great. Because I can say with his IC title reign, 
who did he, who was the hurdle that made him dig deep? Yeah, that, that. Yeah, that African drum match with, um, Apollo Booth. Oh, yeah. That's my point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Biggie is basically the Miz at this point. Wow. Uh, that's not bad. The Miz is a hustler. In, in that, you could probably now hotshot the title onto him. And nobody would bat an eye at it. But, yeah. unless it's a break glass in case of emergency moment, that's not happening. I think Biggie, if they had, honestly, Biggie in NXT, he could have. If you had to saw him in NXT, you would have been like, "Yeah, he's a fucking future champ." And I don't, and I don't know why, because when he came on, he came on as a security dude, and he never really got to show that personality off the rip. And it took the new date. I mean, he always did that Howard Cosell impression. True, but when he used to come out with the clap, man, that shit was fire, like the powder and all that. Boy, he's like, damn, he about to fuck some shit up. But it, I, I mean, I, I, I guess he's haunted by the ghost of King Kong Bundy. Wow, <laughs> oh. that's what happens when you ask for a five count. That is true. All right, um. Some Ring of Honor news. Uh, they announced a new Hall of Fame, and the first two inductees, the Briscoe Brothers. Um, appropriate, right, guys? You know, wouldn't it have been better in Orlando? <laughs> you know, it's those are gonna. It's gonna be. That's that's gonna be a small Hall of Fame. For a long time. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I mean, who's who's been in that <laughs> company? So, I mean, and, and 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 with with the rumors that the that the Briscoe brothers could be WWE bound. I didn't hear that. And what did? Oh, that's that's a lot to unload. What the Briscoes even work in WWE? I would hope so. Only if they keep that gimmick. I yeah. can't. I can't see them. Yeah, but the WWE is never gonna let another team with the name Briscoe. True. They'll probably be like the bitch hoes or something like that. I don't. I would, be, I would be surprised if they were. They if they do happen to end up in WWE, they get renamed the Patterson Brothers. Oh God. Well, we know it ain't the Dudleys. Um. But, uh... The Gumps? They could be the Crisco Brothers. The Chicken The Crisco farmers. Brothers. Just call them the Chicken Farmers. You might as well call them two dope boys in a Cadillac. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I Six think pounds. that it's... It's great that, you know, they're getting their flowers in Ring of Honor. 
uh, doesn't quite make sense to me why they would give it to an active competitor like the Briscoes, but... They I mean, need more been... teeth, that's why. Huh? They need more teeth, that's why. This is stop knocking them out. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Uh, having somebody that's actively competitor into your Hall of Fame doesn't quite make sense to me, but they've been there since day one, so that and that does make sense to me. What say you guys? I, I, I don't see the point of Ring of Honor having a Hall of Fame to begin with. Pretty much. Wow. Wow. It's like that time when Kurt Angle got inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame, yeah. and he was still wrestling, and you're like, why? <laughs> what for? That's it's the same thing with AJ. That's a whole other subject for a whole other time. Maybe we'll do a watch along like that. That'd be interesting. Which one? The Don Glory one. San Diego? Yeah, the match between uh, Angle and Lou. Jesus, I was at that show. God damn it, how many shows have you been to where it's like, God damn it. <laughs> and the last bit of news, Rick Flair announced that him and Wendy will be separating. Oh God, I, 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 I learned that from, um, I, I, I learned that from, uh, from Medusa. Really? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I am. I am ever increasing my presence on Twitch, and I'm, I'm getting in at the ground level with. Superstars and, and and for and you know legends alike that are just starting to you know come Still to the be. platform now. So I get in on the ground floor. Boom! I'm you know I'm one of the you know, you know I'm one of the deuces. And yeah, you know, there's also the fact that there's a good chance I might have named Medusa's book. We'll get into that in a later date. Uh, that. Ric Flair and Wendy. For those who don't know, Wendy was the maid Fifi in 1993 when Ric Flair came back to WCW and was doing Flair for the Gold segments. Uh, you know, basically, WCW's version of Piper's Pit. Um, and, you know, Fifi had this French maid's outfit and everything, and then she would accompany Rick once he could once he could wrestle again, that is, in WCW. Uh, and then yeah, but he would uh, she would become an in integral factor in the uh, Rick in the Flair Rick Rude feud in ninety three over the NWA Championship, the WCW International Championship, technically. Um, she, uh, they just spoke up. She didn't die. <laughs> I, 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 I know, but there's a, there's an interesting story because technically they didn't get 
together until like years later. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean, this girl with an old divorce. Are we shocked? No, because Ric Flair is a player for life. Are, are, are we taking over under bets on if he'll become the 16-time divorced teacher boy? Well, what? This is wife five, so unless he just gets a bunch of marriages in the next however many years he got. I got that's just seven. It's seven? I I I, th- I actually I, I I think it was I think this was actually thirty five but uh who's counting? Which what counting marriages not children? I'm just surprised he doesn't have Genghis Khan level type of kids <laughs> running around. We all have uh, Rick Flair DNA. Rick Flair DNA from Japan to New York. Yeah, man. And that's saying something, considering I've got Genghis Khan DNA in me. Alright, uh, that will conclude our news for uh, now. Now, this work from our sponsor. Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between. Their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime you're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie energy milkshake first and foremost they've designed every rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind it is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options there are countless off brands out there that are presenting low quality poorly dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients additionally you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better no need to have chalky textures in your drink their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wit. Use promo code WRESTLINGE for 10% off your next purchase. And we are wrestling with the WWE Royal Rumble 2022 uh, review. It was uh, last Saturday. It took place in uh, St. Louis, Missouri at the Dome at American Center. The attendance was 44,390. And um, a lot of controversy surrounds the show, but um, usually this is the part where I ask you guys what are your thoughts. Uh, I'll start it off. 
what was everybody expecting? We got uh, we got uh, Mickey James in the show because they literally had nobody else to be in the Women's Royal Rumble, and now and then we were speculating. Oh well, if the forbidden doors open, then we're gonna get Moose and John Moxley and Cody. And hey, CM Punk will be there for some reason. And let's throw MJF in there for sits and giggles. And you, I kind of feel like everybody had these unrealistic expectations, not realizing that this is WWE, and WWE would only put WWE stars in their show because why? They're WWE. The, again, the only reason Mickey James wasn't in it was because they had nobody else, and they needed somebody of name value in their Royal Rumble. And uh, again, what was you expecting? So, Scooter, you tell me. First of all, no, we we weren't expecting Mox. I mean, come on. Some people was. WWE says Mox and uh, all of a sudden, oh my god, that's a clue! That's a clue! Uh, the only the only realistic name out of that bunch was Moose. And I still think <laughs> Moose is WWE bound. So, buddy, so is Jay White. No, Jay White's not. No, it, it's there. There's something. There's something. Something in the bones about it. I mean, you know what? Mark my words. Moose is WWE bound. I mean, about a half hour or so last night before SmackDown, I immediately tweeted out a surprise that I got word on. And, uh, and that came true, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but yeah, mark my words, Moose will be uh, WWE bound. Yes, fans you know, might have unrealistic expectations, but guess what? Pro wrestling is a business full of unrealistic expectations. It's what it was built on. Very true. So, okay. Yeah, they could expect it. They might think it, but... You know, they, 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 they can't complain, oh, they said, you know, no one's going around saying, oh, they promised, they promised, no. You know, it, it was, um, creative, it, it was creative marketing and, and working of the fans. It, you know what, it's probably... It, it it is probably the 
maybe the largest treading. You know, I, w I wouldn't even say smashing the Forbidden Door. I would say it was smashing the Kayfabe Door. I will say about uh, the show as itself, you know, with no expectations, it wasn't a bad show. It was pretty decent, especially with surprises and story. Oh, storytelling, it was probably an A plus with how they put that common thread through the whole show. Uh, but we'll get into that um, in a bit. Kaliko, your thoughts on this on the show? There's two views of this, right? To the to the hardcore fan, they thought this was the worst show on the fucking planet. And you want to know why? Because it felt predictable, right? But to the casual viewer, watching two UFC motherfuckers that you know by name winning this, it captured more eyes of the people who are more likely to buy WrestleMania out of casualness than the hardcore fan. That's exactly what it was. Because we knew, I mean, come on, us three have been combined 130,000 years of watching wrestling. But to the people who are in and out, like in and out, in at Rumble, out at Mania, in at Rumble, out at Mania, that's, that's the eyeballs they need to get to 100,000. Uh, I, I would say it wasn't predictable up until number 30. <laughs> Dude, it was predictable. We'll get there, but it was predictable as soon as I saw a motherfucker reach his hand out. Alright, uh, let's get into it. Uh, the first match out, we got Roman Reigns versus... Um, Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship. The match was 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Uh, Seth Rollins won by disqualification. Uh, which kind of makes sense, but it kind of takes your, the sails out of your, the wind out of your sails because it ends in disqualification for what was a really good build up to a match. But Seth Rollins still, um, Undefeated against Roman Reigns when it comes to these big matches, so I kind of get where they got where they was going there. What say you, Kaliko? Come on. This match, from the storytelling aspect from beginning to end, including the wrestling, is my match of the year. That shit wow. is. Phenomenally done. The fact that Seth comes out in the shield gear that gets in his head, right? Yeah. The the fact that Roman actually even looks startled enough to for it to happen, right? Yeah. The cues of everything. Seth flipping over the rail just like old times. Seth doing a shield bomb on Roman at the table. Little knickknacks and shit talking that happens in between. The fact that Seth tried to reach his hand out and do the the shield fist bump. Seth wins, of course, 
and then protect himself. Even after the match, the way Roman beat Seth, the way Seth beat Roman at when they broke up, it, everything about that match was done perfectly to a T from a storyteller. But the best storytelling match of 2022 so far. What say you, uh, Scooter? You know, if, if if this wasn't a disqualification, everything about this match screamed WrestleMania. Right. It, it it really did. That that. Uh, that uh, the, the that the Seth using the shield entrance for psychological warfare that you can't tell me that's not a WrestleMania worthy uh, throwback. You know, if it's going to be Brock and uh, Reigns at Mania, why not go uh, back to Dirty One and have it be a triple threat? Go seven now, right? Mm, no, <laughs> because I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because I think I think most likely Seth is gonna be WWE champion going into it. Hmm. And no, they're not taking the belt off things. The only reason I would say that they won't do that is because we had Ed no. I I, 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 I didn't I didn't say Universal Champion. Oh, okay. I said WWE champion. Interesting. Uh, but then you don't have two title matches at Mania. That's uh, it, 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 I'm, I'm putting my, my money on Rollins and Owens. Hmm. I think that's a kind of wait and see moment because it's they are giving up for all this shit. <laughs> Alright. Um, now, uh, we go to the Dirty Women Royal Rumble match. God knows we talked about this to death. Um, Ronda Rousey won by eliminating Charlotte Flair for the end. It lasted uh, 59 minutes and 40 seconds. Scooter, your dark on the match. Man, fuck Ronda Rousey. <laughs> I gave you the option to change to Ronda hours before the show. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were wrestling Jesus. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Oh, then I guess that makes me wrestling Moses. Because I'm Jewish! Hey man, you look at truth. People don't be Jewish. Uh, <laughs> God, God damn it. Ugh. Oh, it's tacky to me. It is fucking tacky that. Ugh. That what? Oh. <laughs> like, 
and especially with everything that like happened, you know, at, at uh, last night, you know, honestly, I would have bought more if Charlotte won and decided to choose Ronda. But then Charlotte becomes a two-time Royal Rumble winner, and then you say, oh, well, it's the same recycled people. The, but it's something unique that has not been done before in terms of Rumble history. And that's what the Rumble is. Not wrong about that. Like... Oh great! I mean, it, it's nice that you know for the you know the last Royal Rumble she'll be at, she gets to point at the WrestleMania sign like she did when she made her debut. Just throwing a duck. Uh, the the question is 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 Ronda going to commit to being? A full-time champion, let alone superstar, this time around? I mean, she was pretty consistent her first time around. She was there for a good year until she decided to vanish. But I don't think well, they would have brought her back if they didn't think that she was going to commit to it. And, I mean, she has a contract. That's why they have contracts. Well, she should have kept an aspirin between her legs. Bullshit. She ain't commit. She committed the mania, nigga. All them pictures of her with her baby and breastfeeding her baby and shit. She committed to the end of this, the, the April fucking first, my nigga. My G, she committed to the end of April, or the beginning of April to get that shit. By the way, you can find those pics on Ronda Rousey's OnlyFans. What say you, Kaliko, about the the Women's Royal Rumble? The Royal Rumble. Honestly, I thought. It was okay. It wasn't the was it the greatest Royal Rumble? No. No, the greatest Royal like, Rumble was in Saudi Arabia. Of course, yeah. Of course it was. Um I think this Royal Rumble was basically done to set up the stories. It set up the Naomi it, it furthered the Naomi Sonya story. Um Bianca looks strong. Um Bianca looks strong as a heavy contender. It basically started the Genesis story of Ronda Charlotte. Um, Sasha, we'll see where she goes with it. I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha Becky was at Mania. Um, so it, it it told some stories and it got some people in and it got some people out. Mickey James, I wouldn't say that she was there because they didn't have enough people. I think they put her there because they want to do right by her based on what happened with the whole trash bag situation shit. But the question is, what is Impact going to do after after WWE literally used their platform to put her in Impact over? 
Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, orgasmic, but it wasn't like toilet bowl bad either. Especially Melina. Melina's the MVP. I mean, do, do we need a twerking split off or a split twerk off? Uh, and Mania, I would see that. I would, I would like to see that at a random bar in Dallas WrestleMania weekend. Pay my money. I was just gonna say that's the, the good thing you don't want on WWE TV, but uh, I don't mind seeing that on AEW or Impact. And, and Alicia Fox, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that was your favorite part. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, love Alicia Fox. And I enjoyed the ivory moment. Somebody underrated that doesn't get for flowers. No. The funniest moment was uh Nikki ASH just fucking Molly whopping Molly Holly. <laughs> there can only be one superhero. <laughs> he fucking beat the brakes off her head. <laughs> just for having a cape on. Like, God damn. But, uh, um and well, of course she the, is uh, a superhero and she can't make it. As a superhero. I mean, I think the highlight is, you know, all the fans at home were chanting, you know, jack it off for Sonya. Whoever came up with that is uh, a genius. I think I'll pass the the old man. I know, man. Scooter, you need royalty checks, bro. <laughs> All right, uh, Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop for the women, the World Women's Championship. Becky Lynch won in 13 minutes. Um, honestly, kind of cold considering we just had a Royal Rumble match five minutes before, so there wasn't a lot of reaction to it. Uh, well, so. there's a reason for that. The yeah, the sign caught a fire. caught a fire in the match during the match. What happened? The WrestleMania sign caught on fire. Oh my during, god! Yeah. because of the pyro during their match. Yep. Uh, so they have to pull it down, kick people out the section, get that shit fixed, and pull it back up. I didn't feel that. Oh my god, that's insane. And not to mention, it, it it didn't make sense for that match to follow. People probably were holding their shit for the whole hour for the Rumble. Yeah, I got that. So they were so, just put in a bad situation. It was. Yeah. It was like, follow, follow Ronda returning after the Rumble. Well, that's where everybody's pretty much there for anyway. Then... The, spot, the fucking sign goes on fire. Yeah. It was like Murphy's Law in that bitch. <laughs> and yeah, this is like... This is not the first time a WrestleMania sign is caught on fire. I remember that... About 24. Like 24. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, but Cena. Cena. Right. Um, 
Now we got um, uh, Bobby Lashley defeating Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, not a 20-star match in the Tokyo Dome, but it got the job done, and it told the story of Roman Reigns and uh, and Brock Lesnar. And yeah. lastly, was just kind of used in yeah. the situation. Mm. Yeah, I seem to remember mentioning at the start of a certain remix, what if Paul Heyman turns. Right. And somebody and somebody was like, no. Who could that have been? I said it. Eh. And then you denied me. You always deny me, Scooter. Why won't you accept me? Well. Because you barked king your face, that's why. I'm a feminist. I prefer Dairy Queen. You're a sophisticated feminist? I like carnage. <laughs> I like venom. Well, good for you. <laughs> you said you, said you, put, uh, you said <gasps> consult a physician about that. I'm, I'm so hard. No idea what's going on. Calico, get us out of this. What'd you think of the match? I'm just trying to figure out what words were y'all going to come up with uh, that were uh, oxymorons of each other. Um, Anyway, the match made... My only problem with that match was it made Bobby look like... It it made Bobby look like the afterthought and it made him look weak, right? In in the system. And and we knew it was gonna, we knew Brock was gonna lose it somehow. Um, I just thought it was just like, oh man, they could have made that match a little longer to highlight some of the athleticism. Cause fucking, I will put it like this: Brock tossing fucking Lashley around like a rag doll was fucking crazy, yo. Because I, I wrestled in high school, and if you see the arc that fucking Brock gets on Lashley at 275, I'm like, holy shit, this dude is strong as <laughs> fuck. Uh, but Lashley gets the win with the help, and, and he's a two-time champion. The, the question is, what, what do they do with it? Because now... It's a matter of Brock. Bobby's now going to have to fight Brock and four other motherfuckers in the chamber. And and by the way, that uh, elimination chamber is looking really good <coughs> to me. Oh, oh the good. match itself or the pay per view? The match itself, <laughs> the, the premium live event. First of all, uh, yes. <laughs> no, it's a pay preview. Ain't that right, Jay? Yes. Always a And considering what um what went down last night on SmackDown, uh, with who Roman's opponent is going to be, 
at Elimination Chamber. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't want to spoil it right now, but it's Goldberg. It's Goldberg. Wait, Wait Whoopi? Whoopi? No, the goalie from the Mighty <laughs> Ah, damn it. All right. No, no, it's the the that uh the tiny white kid on the Goldbergs. Oh, I mean, it would have been dope if it was the other Goldberg. But, yes, the, the bigger the bigger Goldberg. But I would like to see the Whoopi against them, though. I mean, Whoopi. Uh. <laughs> but yes, Ro- Roman and Roman and Goldberg. At Elimination Chamber, at least now we know it, the the definitive winner. But the the good thing about this WWE Championship match is that our prediction was right. BL won. Yes, and we could all agree that BL won. BL deserved to win, and that nobody else was going to win except BL. Alright, um, next match. Up, Edge and Beth Phoenix defeated Miz and Maurice uh, in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, we, we also have to mention the fact that there was another match going on during this match. Uh, Maurice versus her wardrobe. And who won that match? Yes. Everybody else. The, the, all, the people. Uh, the people. Everybody won. As, as, as somebody put it, on Twitter, Maurice's ass keeps smiling at me. <laughs> I mean, her having the, the friggin' Janet Jackson Super Bowl-esque uh, you know, nipple rings. Oh, God. Like, the fact that, you know, she didn't, uh, she didn't uh, use enough baby powder to prevent, uh, you know, th- that case of Hungry Pants. Well, did not think that was what we were going to be talking about when we got to Edge and, uh, in- into this match, but, uh, there you go. Um, yeah, there's, there's nothing more I can say. Um, Men's Royal Rumble match, the winner, Brock Lesnar, in 51 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, it wasn't a bad Royal Rumble. There's been worse, I feel. But it wasn't, like, the best either. Um, but it seems like there is, like, a lot of rumor, innuendo, speculation, and controversy that surrounded this Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll get into all of that, but, uh, what was your thoughts on the match, Skittle? Well, first of all, my heart goes out to Kofi. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the fact that they, the fact that he, he botched it. But the fact that they were attempting to try and cover it up. There was no way they were going to cover that up. <laughs> exactly. But if they had managed to get away with it, 
it, it, it still would have been. Um, and then, then of course, uh, uh, hi Shane, bye Shane. <laughs> and this is Johnny Knoxville, and welcome to the Royal Rumble. Honestly, Knoxville did better than a few people in this <laughs> Rumble. He ain't lying. He did a lot. His performance, <laughs> his illumination performance, Jesus. Um, I mean the 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 surprises, as as opposed to this. Uh, uh yeah, Drew was a pleasant surprise. Bad Bunny, I was like, oh great. But that was actually pretty interesting because. He was actually holding his own, and it won, it won me over. It won a lot of people over. And he actually was is in the middle of a tour. That's the key part. I'm like, this motherfucker stopped <laughs> in the middle of a tour to fucking appear in the world. <laughs> and he took a F5 for Brock Lesnar. I mean, talk about, like, wow. I, I I can't. I can't, he's the best celebrity. He's the best celebrity wrestler ever. Can we just like give him the crown? He, he earned it. He earned that bitch. The only thing I believe was that they did do in the Royal Rumble that they didn't was have number one Johnny Knoxville, number two Bad Bunny. That would have made the my Royal Rumble. That would have been. Awesome to have the Royal Rumble start with two non-wrestlers. I, I mean, then you, you have, like, Bad Bunny just pull out a couple of Coronas. I know, I'm surprised Snoop wasn't in the fucking Rumble. Uh, and, of course, then there's the that whole, uh, the, 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 the uh, the idea that Brock winning was a a last minute booking decision, which some were, were reporting it was, the fact that the, the the two top names to win it before they apparently decided to put Brock in, which was not the case, were Riddle and Randy. Which kind of makes sense, because if they're going to do a little Roman uh, match at Mania, that, you know, that would be the catalyst to it. Yes. That's, yeah. what, I was, that's what I thought he should have won money in a bank. Yes. The, the interesting thing, though, is they when they break up Riddle and Orton, they want it to be for the title. I mean, that makes sense. I think Riddle's earned it. I think Riddle earned it. If they don't do it at Mania, which it doesn't seem that they are, SummerSlam seems like a good place to settle it. If they pull the trigger, trigger on Riddle for money in the bank, have him cash in, and, you know, see where that goes. Unless Riddle, unless Riddle, and this was what I thought he would do, it would have been dope if Riddle had a one money in the bank 
or like coerces him into giving it to him. Thus, you know, but kind of like the blind, the blind, uh, what was it? The, the abusive, blind, the abusive blind. master to the pupil type of situation. Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking WrestleMania heel turn for Randy. You know, that would make sense, but I kind of felt maybe go the other way, have Riddle turn on Randy and, mm. and tru- truly have the master, the student, it's not at the master. Well, you, you, can't, you, you can't make the pothead a heel. It's not believable. Don't you likeable, damn it? Yeah, they 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 really are. Um, you know, it, it would be like I don't know a certain someone who's pretending to be a superhero turning heel on somebody who is so naturally a heel. That's but it's a face. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Well, uh, then you have the controversy with Shane McMahon. I don't even know what to begin with that, other than he got fired. <laughs> Shane McMahon to AEW confirmed. <laughs> you know what's funny? I saw a meme. You remember that movie, The Goodfellas? And, uh, when Joe Pesci came in because he thought he was going to be a main man. And then he gets shot in the back of the head. <laughs> they, said that was Shane, they, they said that was Shane McMahon on Monday. <laughs> to his dad. <laughs> like, hey, dad, are you coming to see? You wanted to see? You want to see me? <laughs> oh, that was made my day. Well, uh, let's talk about that. What ha- what the hell happened to Shane McMahon? So, supposedly, uh, he had after after being gone for so long, he apparently had a hand in producing the men's rumble. He com- he competed, but then faced a lot of backstage criticism. For how he uh, took charge of the match and essentially tried to make the match about him, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, which is coming from a guy that literally drew himself off of a a twenty foot cell to put somebody else over. Uh. Twice, and, and the the fact that it's got to do with Bad Bunny, hmm. and it was of Migos fan. This was apparently this is a was apparently so like. Uh, you know, like detrimental to the WWE that this is gonna have like r- ripple effects. They were saying. Plus, uh, 
like, and then, you know, it, it would have ended up with, with, with like, with bad, with bad bunny and, and, and negative press, uh, um, Like, most likely that uh, Shane was apparently going to be, like, the one who eliminated Bad Bunny, and he was going to, like, essentially try and make him look like a bitch. Um, and there's, uh... There, there's just, there is so much of this. The fact that he wanted to uh, wrestle off the theory at Mania for his father's affection. Uh, and, and, and then there was the... Mm, Let me ask you this. Uh, is this uh, actually a storyline that the KFB no. on? No. No. No, I, this is not a work at all. They are essentially pretending that Shane wasn't even in the Rumble. They're not going to mention not mentioning him. They're not going to mention him anymore. Um. There's also. Some there's also some a rumor about that Shane wanted to lead the Hall of Fame class. These rumors are getting kind of ridiculous, right? Like they are. They absolutely are. Two things. Uh, it's not a work because. Of all people who's defending him, it's Braun Strowman. Go figure, right? Braun Strowman defending Shane McMahon in real life, telling him to come out and control your narrative. So, that part. Two, I wouldn't have been surprised if he tried to do do some shit to try to make it a bad bunny Shane McMahon match at Mania. I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. But, and thirdly, NX, Triple H has to be somewhere like, you kick me out for this shit? <laughs> like, well, you're trying to exodus me for this shit? Yeah. Well, we know uh, Shane is the reason Triple H had hard problems. <laughs> I know, fuck it. It has to be. Hostile work environment. <laughs> it's kind of just bizarre how the story is taking a life of its own. You know, kind of like the Royal Rumble where people thought Moose and DDP and MJF and CM Punk was going to be in the Rumble. And JYD. Yeah, I know. And Yokozuna and fucking. Oh, <laughs> 
and and like, Yoko Ono and yeah, Yoko Ono. <laughs> What's Yoko Ono? More like the <laughs> Why? Why not at this point? Uh, Yoko Ono might not make the ramp in you over here. <laughs> oh my God! Did she break up in the crime family? She might have. That's big. We might have to dig into that. Let's get into the winner, Brock Lesnar. Uh, you seem unsurprised when it happened, Rico. No, as I was telling, and it's funny, and Scooter, hear me out on this, right? And I've been told James this a little earlier. You can follow each year with the exception of 2020, with a theme of the Royal Rumble winners. So, 2018, right? Asuka and Nakamura. That was like Japanese night. That was like Asian night, homie. You're going to tell me UFC? UFC night, yep. Because what did I tell you? What would be the bigger headline? Two former UFC heavyweight, especially at a time when UFC is in so much turmoil over contracts, over pay, over the way that they treat the fighters. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if they had a, just did that to, as a F you to Dana White. We got two of your stars and we made them more mainstream than you'll ever do. All right, I can see that. And keep in mind, 2019 was uh, Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch, Couples Night. Uh, 2021 was Edge, Bianca Belair, Old School, New School. And then 2020 was Drew and Charlotte, which was like, I don't know. The Chosen Ones night? Yeah, you know what? Chosen night. There you go. You got There you go. You got See, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'll take my check in the mail. Scooter, you seem really upset that Brock won when we actually covered the show. Has your opinion changed on the matter since? No, and it it it, it would have been better had the it not been such easy pickings for Brock. What doesn't do fucking? What are you talking about? Bad Bunny was a formidable. I mean, it makes sense that they left that Drew with the last man. Um, And it's it's just it like, okay, Brock now sets the record for most amount of years between Rumble wins. Um, and 
it's first time uh, a champion lost their belt and then entered the Royal Rumble and won it. I believe Please? I believe Angle Angle never won a rumble. I uh, know two thousand four Angle lost the title match and then entered the rumble. No, Angle's the lost champion in Loses the title, enters the rumble, wins the rumble. That's a first. Yes, that is first. It's Rock out here said said all kind of records. Shit. It's not the first time somebody has lost a championship match and entered the rumble. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. But this is the first time they actually came in and won the bitch. Ooh, won. Ooh, he, what's, he won. What bitch did he win? No. Alright. Uh, everything said and done. Uh, can we go thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? I mean, uh, same way, two ways. If you're a casual fan, this was thumbs up. If it was a hardcore fan, he was probably more thumbs down because it was predictable. Me, I would say between three-fourths. And the reason I say that, because that first match set the fucking tone. And that that is the match of the year. I, I, I don't give a fuck what nobody... I, Count your chickens. That was the match of the year. Best storytelling, best action, best history, best callbacks, everything. Alright. Take that, Dave Melter. (laughs) Scooter, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs down. I, despite how I felt, I, I will say thumbs up. Word. Uh, Look at you. That's big balls on you, sir. Well, that's a medical condition. I have to get that checked. <laughs> Consult the physician. Well, um, honestly, was this the most mo- memorable Royal Rumble in history? Probably not. But the storytelling, there were some really good matches. The storytelling was off the charts. And everything that they did do did kind of make sense. Which is, of course, the yeah. thing that so That's the, what the fuck is the point? <laughs> the fucking point? So, my opinion, thumbs up. Word. Y'all give it a, y'all better watch out, man. AEW fanboys might beat y'all ass, catch y'all in the parking lot. Y'all better it's the first time that we all agreed on a dumb stuff preview. Or event special live event. You, you wanna know why? Because everything they did, regardless whether we liked it or not, made fucking sense. That's all we asked for. We just asked for it to make it make sense. <laughs> Shit. 
So you're saying that people will accept things as long, even if they don't like it, as long as they make sense, it's okay. That's the bar for me. How how does this make sense? That's the first thing I, I think of. But they do some ranko ass shit. I'd be like, okay, why are they trying to do this? What is the purpose of this? And and they made it. They didn't overcomplicate it, right? They made it simple. It's yes. simple storytelling, it and, and that it wasn't convoluted. It wasn't like. They could do get away with PG friendly, even PG, if they make it make sense. And you know what? As much as we give WWE hell about like Raws and shit, I think if they don't have to deal with the constructs of commercials, they could have fucking bangers. I think they do so much to try to appeal. Like I told you. WWE is for the stockholders, homie, and and that's the problem. They're too busy trying to get their shit in, get everybody else's shit in. Right. And they're spending too many plates because they're trying to spend the plate of Fox, and then they're trying to spend the plate of fucking uh, Universal. And then it's like, fuck, will you let them have time to breathe and do the shit? They get the shit done. Right. Oh. That'll conclude our coverage of um, the Royal Rumble and this episode in its entirety. If you like what we're if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, vote on YouTube and Castbox. Of course, this was sponsored by Rogue Energy and Player One Coffee. Um, join us this Wednesday as we interview Becca and Hayden uh, Luvo. And uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling With Entertainment. No, at Wrestling at Wrestling With E. Yes, that's correct. Um, and follow us individually as well. I am at James Nine Nine Three. Where can they find Coleco? I know my perfect old rumble picks got you over there stuttering, James. You can find me at the per- with my perfect two picks for 2022 at I am Coleco. I could just do this all day. Just bask in my glory. Rest in peace, Keith. He ain't dead yet before he die. <laughs> I was just going to say, he's not dead. And where can we find Scoodle? Well, they can find me uh, blowing up Georgia. Um... Now they can find me uh, kicking that Stanhausen, and and you can find me on Twitter at Scooter Dust, and of course with the remix. Next time he come to you is with Elimination Chamber. It's Saudi Arabia. The re- the real match is whether or not they'll be able to escape Saudi Arabia, and of course on Twitter on. On Twitch, along with Rico Constantino Jr. and the rest of the Smoking Dragons clan, twitch.tv backslash Smoking Dragons. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> and for the record, you can blow up Georgia, just don't blow up Atlanta. How about that? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm going to start with Smyrna and work my way to Atlanta. Nah, I mean Atlanta and Athens. Just leave them to the alone, and you anything else can go. You heard that, 
Get Athens! (laughs) 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 And of course, for the remix that eliminates the sample, the real match is whether or not we will be awake to cover it. Well, it's in the afternoon, so. Is it? Yeah! Yeah. Okay, cool. For. Kaliko Yachtum, Scooter Dust, and James Jane. This has been Wrestling with Entertainment. Bring back the two for two big bags, Danny. Fuck Ronda Rousey. Hey guys, this is Brutal Bob Evans from Hangs with Bob Seminars and TheWrestleLife.com, and you are listening to Wrestling with Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hey folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show, support these guys, we appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.